Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Begging your listeners to tell others about your podcast will only get you so far. Getting more people to do it starts by understanding what people love about your podcast and why they keep listening. Today's episode is brought to you by the Advancing Podcasting Community at advancingpodcasting.xyz. Because why would I do anything normal? It's a special community just for listeners and readers of podcast pontifications. And it's populated by like-minded, working podcasters just like you who also want to make podcasting better. You're already listening to the show, so why not extend the conversation and your influence on the future of podcasting? Join us today at advancingpodcasting.xyz. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Think about the things you recommend to people, like TV shows. I'll go first. Mine is Ted Lasso. I recommend that to everybody all the time. How about books? I highly recommend The Three-Body Problem by Leo Chishin. I'll put a link to that in the show notes episode, actually. And for podcasts, um, I'll go with My Dad Wrote a Porno. I recommend that quite a lot to people. Now, of course, these aren't the only properties I'm aware of. I mean, I watch a fair amount of television programming, and I subscribe to, I think, every streaming service. I read almost every single day, or at least in the evenings, and yeah, I listen to a whole lot of podcasts. Now, also, I only watch slash read slash listen to things that I find genuinely interesting. However, if I'm being honest, it's only a few that I'll proselytize for. Only a very few have hit that recommendability level that Tom Webster spoke of at Podcast Movement 21 last week and forms the basis of this week's podcast pontifications episodes. Here's what Tom said on his final-ish slide about recommendability. There was a bullet point, and the first one was, to increase the recommendability of your show, you must know who you are for and why they are there. Because you can't give your listeners the unexpected if you don't know what they expect. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, and it's what we're going to unpack today on the episode. So let's just take it in stages. Know who you are for. Not who you are, and not who your audience is, in two separate groups. These two things go together. It's the Venn diagram of the overlapping between who you are and what your audience is there for. Now, there's a very good chance you listen to podcast pontifications because of, well, me. 
But that in and of itself is not enough, and here's proof. There is a very good chance that you have never listened to a single episode of the Bangkok podcast, which I was the co-host of for 70 episodes a few years back. Even though Bangkok is one of the top destinations in the world, you probably didn't listen to that show. It's also unlikely that you've listened to the audiobook as podcast that I wrote and produced a decade ago on the topic of writing awesome book blurbs. It's good. People need to know this, but you probably haven't listened to it. Look, I know you know who I am, and you probably, and now you know those who exist, but look, neither of them are likely for you. You know they're out there, but they're not for you, so that's why you don't listen to them, and that's okay. Let's break down the next part, which is why they are there. Why they are there. So, yes, people are there for you. Your listeners are there for you, but as I just established, that's not enough. It's not enough. And yes, of course, they are there for your content, the content you make and you put blood, sweat, and tears into all the time. Look, you're here because you listen, you you enjoy the fact that I'm talking about things that only are interest, only are interesting to podcasters like you. But honestly, I don't know your motivations much beyond that. What I do know, I actually just infer. I infer from looking at consumption data on the episodes themselves, like at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts provide that for us. And yes, I actually I actually do look at those reports. And frankly, not as much as I should, obviously. Um, so maybe, you know, speaking of that, maybe a breakdown at some point of how to read those and what you can infer from them might be a good thing to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll stick a pin in that and come back to it later. I also infer a lot of information about why people are here because I'm looking at information from the advancing podcasting community sometimes. Um, some people will give me direct feedback on Twitter. I can look at the shows of the people who support me on buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and make some inferences. But, but honestly, I need more than that. You need more than that if that's all you know as well. Going back to Tom Webster, who inspired these sessions I'm doing today. Now, Tom knows how to understand what consumers want. It's his profession. But it's not my profession. And it probably isn't your profession. So Tom has gifted us, the podcasting community, a way to learn more about what it is, what it is, and why our audience is there. Less about them, more about why they're there. He's gifted us that in the form of a survey that we can easily implement and ask our listeners. Again, it goes well beyond demographics. Gets down to the motivation of why your listeners listen. I have a link to that survey in the episode details, notes, and I'm going to implement it on my own. I don't know that I'll get it done today, but I will try. <laughs> I will let you know as soon as you can go. Give me lots of information about you. But let's move on to the long bit at the end when it says you can't give your listeners the unexpected if you don't know what they expect. I'm already running short on time, so I've decided to shove all that into one big chunk. To me, this is summed up in a theme I've learned across the 30-some-odd years I've been in business, and that is surprise and delight your customers. Not 
surprise or delight. Surprise and delight. Not all surprises are good. In fact, some surprises are downright bad. If we're lucky, when we surprise someone, they're tolerated. But, you know, it's very hard to make a surprise that really delights the customers. And it's really hard to just delight (laughs) the customer when you're not surprising them on occasion. That's why you're at this plateau with your podcast growth. You've reached consistency. Good for you. Your audiences, your audience loves what you do and they're going to stick around. That will retain your audience. But very few people in your audience is go- are going to be excited because of consistency. And it's an even smaller set that think consistency is something worth sharing. So putting that whole thing together, once again, we have to know, we have to really, really know who you are, who we, who we are as a podcaster, what we are, what we're for, who we're for. Let me just, let me just read Tom's words. I'm getting it mixed up again. Know who you are for and why they are there. You can't give your listeners the unexpected if you don't know what they expect. That's what you're going for. Now, tomorrow, we're going to get to the second part of his recommendability suggestions, and that was ensuring your show is easy to recommend. And chances are, there are some improvements you can make on making your show more recommendable. We're going to dig into those tomorrow. If you got value out of what I'm talking about so far on this episode and everything else that I do for you here on Podcast Pontifications four days a week, please return some of that value by going to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location. 
and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.